Recording live from the Northeast Georgia Business Radio X studio. This is Northeast Georgia Business Radio. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Northeast Georgia Business Radio. I'm your host, Tom Sheldon. And yeah, we're coming to you live from the beautiful Empower College and Career Center of Jackson County. I have with me a special guest today. Took a few months to get her in, but I'm so glad she made it. I have with me, from the Food Bank of Northeast Georgia, I have the Director of Development, Kelly Klein. Kelly, welcome to the Northeast Studio. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful, sunny day here. It is a beautiful day. We're fortunate. We're very blessed. All right, Food Bank. Food Bank of Northeast Georgia. You feed a lot of people. We do. Yeah. We do, indeed. I'll share with you some numbers. In America, we estimate over 44 million people. How many? 44 million. 44 million. People are facing food insecurity. That's what, like four Georgias, or at least three. It's a lot. Wow. In Georgia, if we zoom down into Georgia, more than a million people are facing food insecurity. That's 10%. And more than a third are children. Ooh, a third of that million. Yeah. I mean, I think that those numbers are pretty sobering. Very staggering. You know, I think it's a reflection of our reality. Those numbers are from a year ago. They're old numbers. They're old numbers. Wow. What is food insecurity? Right. Oftentimes we interchange that with hunger, but essentially it is a state of not knowing when or where you're going to receive your next meal. So it could mean, and there's lots of reasons why people experience food insecurity. Could be they lost a job, they had an injury and they can't work, there's a medical emergency. And so what happens is people make trade-off decisions between housing Right. Or transportation or food or they cut meals or they skip meals or they buy food that's cheaper so that they can stretch their budgets. Of and course. so so there's a lot of reasons why people experience food insecurity. In northeast Georgia, to give you another number, more than sixty four thousand people are facing hunger. Now when you say northeast, you're talking about the Piedmont region, Jackson County, Athens Clark. We serve fourteen counties. That many. Mm-hmm. We wow. have we have two branches, one in Athens and one in Clayton, up in Rabin County. But our service area, Oglethorpe and Oconee, over to Hart, all the way up to Towns and Rabin. So fourteen counties, and we've been around since nineteen ninety two. I'm curious. You get up into towns, you get up into the woods, more or less. Not as much population, say, as in Athens or even here in Jackson County. I'm sure you see a little, probably a little bit less food insecurity, but are the percentages roughly the same? That's a great question. Compared to population. The number's lower, but it's maybe a bigger percentage of the population. Does that make sense? Am I saying that right? Yeah, you are. There's definitely, you know, food insecurity is uneven. It impacts populations differently. People living in rural communities experience food insecurity differently than a a more urban area. And there's different reasons for that. Food deserts, logistics, access to a pantry or to a grocery store. There's also certain population, you know, I mentioned children earlier, but veterans is another population that often we see are experiencing food insecurity. Older adults adults who are living on a fixed income or caring for grandchildren. So there's definitely an unevenness to food insecurity. Do you think it could even be underreported? Seriously. I'm a little too proud to admit I might need some help. You're absolutely right. I do suspect that it is underreported because really it's difficult to measure. The only way to know is if we ask somebody 
I have been working in this field for over 10 years, and so I've had a chance to talk to a lot of people. Oftentimes, someone's standing in line, they're truly in an emergency situation. They have used and exhausted all of their resources. They get food from family, from their neighbors, from their church or their faith community. They look for a lot of different resources to access food before they are standing in line. Food Bank in Northeast Georgia. You're not a food pantry. You're actually a food bank. And I believe there's a difference, yes? I know nothing. I, I don't know a whole lot of anything. Well, I think you know more than you realize. The food bank, we do. We, we partner with 200 organizations across Northeast Georgia. They are pantries. They are churches. They are the Council on Aging. It's a senior center. And so they are really the hands and feet. So we are the food sourcer. We collect food. You collect it. Mm -hmm. Okay. From government, from distributors, from retailers. We purchase food, and then our job is to mobilize it through our two branches to those 200 members. So you disperse to them. You get to the right places. We do. They're your boots on the ground, basically. Yeah. And, okay. And I think, you know, if you think about those larger numbers that I shared, they're they're big numbers. And so thinking about the scale of that, you have to have sort of a systematic approach to ending hunger. In Georgia, we have about eight food banks, and so we all have a territory we're part of the Feeding America network. There's over 200 food banks across the country. Okay. And we all have a territory, and that really allows us to maximize logistics and food sourcing and to really understand what the needs are in the community so that we are building relationships locally so that the dollars we raise, the, food, the foods that we source, stay local. So you're all working together. Exactly. More or less nationwide, yes, or just mm -hmm. here in Georgia? Um, because of the network that we're part of, we do work nationwide. Wow. Statewide, nationwide, but the, we are focused on Northeast Georgia. I got you. Yeah, your territory. I'm, exactly. with, I'm with you. But it's only, hey, it's always nice to have resources if you need them. Life happens. Oh, does it ever? It, it does, and, and it's, there's no judgment. We are here to help people in their time of need. And we actually also have people who come on behalf of neighbors or other family members because somebody might be at work and they can't. The distribution is from this morning from 9 to 11, and they can't make it. Right. So we have a lot of people that help each other. Do you keep any type of track of who is receiving what they need? Hopefully no one would take advantage of a situation, but I know people. We don't. That would be hard to do It for a lot of reasons, not just logistics. That would be hard to do. There's, I mean, there's benefits, right, to collecting that kind of data to understand yeah. diet needs, the kinds of foods that they would want, patterns so that we are reaching the need. In our mind, if somebody shows up, we're going to feed them. I'm we're with gonna, you on that. We're going to give them food. I'm know? with you on that any time of day or day or night, whoever it yeah. is, doesn't matter. Yeah. That's a personal preference, but that's just me. I may, I, I may totally dislike you. I may not like you at all, but I will feed you. Now, I'm not going to sit there and eat with you, but I will not watch you go hungry. Mm -hmm. That's one of my deals. And one of the benefits, too, of partnering with our members is they oftentimes know the people. Right. They understand their needs and what's happening. There's, there's a lot of connections that are made. So in addition to connecting them with food, they might be referring to housing assistance or child care assistance. So there's a lot of other connections that can happen when people are in line. More ways, that, more ways the dollar has to be stretched, not just for food. What are some things that mainly lead to the insecurities, the food insecurities? Is it losing a job? Part of it. Getting evicted? Part of it. What patterns do you see, at least in this area, I guess? Is that a fair question? It may not be a fair question. You know, I think if you talk to one person, you talk to one person. That's true. It's, 
for them, it is the most important issue. Yeah. What's affecting them at the moment. Food insecurity, it's an insecurity. It's a stress. Oh, definitely it is. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with compounding interest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Food insecurity is almost like compounding stress. Mm -hmm. And so there could be things happening in life that leads to food insecurity, that we become different people when we're experiencing hunger, the stress, there could be mental health, there could be financial strain, there could be medical problems, relational problems. There's a number of things that could lead to somebody experiencing food insecurity. Sure. And I think when you don't have enough nutrition, you just, like, I become a different person. Oh, ask my wife. If you're not eating enough, you're not eating right. It affects you. It affects you physically. It does affect you mentally. Mm-hmm. And so having the right nutrition is a stabilizer. Yeah, it really is. Knowing that you're going to be able to eat, that's maybe even bigger stabilizer. Mm-hmm. Or provide for your family. Because I imagine it's not just one person who is having this issue. That person's got a, a, a spouse, two, three children, who maybe more. I don't know. They may be taking care of parents themselves, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not just one person. You mentioned something about partners, right? Mm-hmm. You've got 200 partners. We're going to take a really, really quick break because here at Northeast Georgia Business Radio, we also have some great partners. We call them our community partners. One of our great community partners is Joanne Cahey Realty. Are you curious about the value of your home in Jackson County or athens Clark? Give local real estate agent Joanne Cahey with Realtall Real Estate a call. She's your local real estate resource and she can't wait to talk to you. Find her active in the community or on social media, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Joanne Cahey Realty. And don't forget, visit Joanne online at joannecaheyrealty.com. That's J-O-A-N-N-K-E-A-H-E-Y realty.com. Or hey, just give her a call, 770-540-7610. And while you're at it, visit our new website, N-E-G-A-B-R-X dot com to see all our great community partners. Kelly, are you still there? I'm here. There you are. All right, what were we talking about? We were talking about food insecurity and how the Food Bank in Northeast Georgia takes care of it. Real big shout out real quick to uh, Joanne Cahey Realty. Joanne's a great community partner. We're very blessed to have her. I want to hear about the partners that the Food Bank has. 200, over 200. We're pretty fortunate. We could not do what we do every day You'd without be crippled them. without them, I would think. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Since we're sitting in Jackson County, I think we have at least 10 here. We need more. We do. Yeah, we suspect that we're not reaching everyone that needs support. So we are on the look for for partners. If there's a nonprofit, there's a volunteer out there who wants to join us. We're always looking for more support and connecting with people in hard-to-reach communities. And our partners operate differently. They could have a standing pantry, which means they could have distribution times multiple times a week for a couple hours. It could be by appointment or drop-in. They also might operate a drive-through, a mobile pantry. So it's super easy to just drive through, pick up a box of food, and you're on your way. Or it could be a mobile market where there's tables set up and you can walk up to it. It's usually outside. Those types of distributions really started during the pandemic as a way to help oh, yeah. with yeah. safety and social distancing. But if you've been to one distribution, you've been to one distribution. They do. They are so creative with their use of volunteers, their space, what they have available. We're really fortunate. That's really what they, they need. They need, need a location mm-hmm. and enough people, I guess, to man it. Now, I'm sure you vet these organizations, these sponsors out a little bit. 
Yeah, we do. We we have a conversation about the need, like the need that they see in the community, how they want to make an impact. Mm-hmm. We do look to partner with 501c3 organizations, but we have worked with corporate partners who want to come in and join and support their local community as well. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You know, big corporate partners or corporate partners, sometimes they have big parking lots. They do. You can make use of that. Yep pretty cool. There's no shortage of ways to get involved with the food bank. Nice, nice. Now, you mentioned earlier that you can solve hunger. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't quote you properly on that, correct me. You said you can solve it. There's a solution. Mm -hmm. Enlighten me. Well, Tom. That is, that's a tall task. Do you think that we can? 100% no. Why is that? A lot of it gets back to that pride thing I mentioned before. There are people who will go to bed hungry and even worse, their children will go to bed hungry right here in Jackson County. I know it for a fact because I simply will not admit that they may need some help. A little bit of a downtime in their life. Maybe some just flat out bad luck. Lord knows we all we all experience that. Sometimes you can't help someone who won't allow themselves to be helped. It's human nature. So that's why I say you can't do it 100%. Please correct me on that. I think that's fair. I, I think there has to be a lot of trust building, right, within a community. The relationship. Yeah. So I think that that's important. And that's mm-hmm. so going back to our conversation about our partners as trust builders in the community who know people. So it's neighbors helping neighbors, kind of demystifying what it means to stand in a line. I myself, many, many years ago, was laid off unexpectedly and mm-hmm. had to think about how I was going to source food. There is there is some of that, and you can't always solve for that. Right. But, but I think, you know, going back to 14 counties, 64,000 people, it's probably underreported. Mm-hmm. Our food bank for the future is to build a new facility. So we have been expanding. We broke ground on a new facility in Athens to double, more than double our size. Nice. We distributed 11 million, 11 million pounds of food. Wow. This past year. 11 million. You could convert that to meals. Okay. How many meals would that be? 9.3 million. Over 9 million meals. Now, forgive me. That's, that was for the state of Georgia or for, for northeast? For northeast Georgia. Just northeast. The rest of the state seeing the same things, I imagine? Yeah. Wow. Over 72 million meals, 70, 75 million meals. It's a lot of food. That's a lot of food. It's a lot of need. And we need to source more food. Now, how are you doing that? How do you do that? Through our partnerships with Feeding America, with Feeding Georgia, and other okay. food banks. We have built relationships with grocery stores and retailers, distribution centers, the government, government commodities is also a resource for us, but we have tripled our food budget. So we are buying more nice. food than we ever were before to meet the need. And so that's part, partly why we are expanding our space because we, about half of the food we distribute is fresh or frozen, fresh produce, frozen meat, dairy, eggs. So not just your typical canned goods. So we're, we're really looking to source more food more quality food. That's a lot better than just a can of something. Mm-hmm. And I imagine it goes quick. It does. We're moving food more quickly today than we were last year. Talking about hunger can be very sobering and the realities, the challenges around that. But I think there's there's hope for the future. We We would envision a world where everyone has enough food every day. And so that's what we're, we're working to achieve. When will the new location come online? A year from now, two years? Next summer. Next summer. We will be moved in and operating likely June of 2024. Am I invited to the grand opening? You totally are. Good. I, I'm going to hold you to that. I'm dead serious. We'd very be cool. honored to have you. Very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, year end is coming up. Holidays are coming up. I don't know anyone 
who doesn't think of food when you think of holidays and vice versa? I'm already planning my Thanksgiving meal. Oh, I am too. Oh, I am too. And and how many people am I feeding? How much of a just a crush on all of you over the next six, eight weeks? We are in overdrive. We have we have been planning for Thanksgiving in December since the summer. Oh, I believe for that. For several months, oh, ordering turkeys that. and all the fixings. And we have a number of members who are doing a special distribution just for the holidays. So we we don't stop. We're in overdrive until basically 2024 from here on out. So so we need everyone. I think that part of the solution to ending hunger is that everyone steps up and is part of the movement to end food insecurity. Mm-hmm. And so, like I mentioned, volunteering, giving a dollar, because of our scale, we can translate every dollar donated into three meals. A dollar is three meals. Mm-hmm. Wow. If you can pull that off, that is awesome. We can. Congratulations on that. Thank you. No, that seriously, that's, you talk about stretching a dollar. It's certainly more than our average consumer dollars. I think that's one of the stressors that we're facing right now is inflation. And oh, yeah, Absolutely. A lot of uncertainty, and so the fact that we're able to scale our resources mm-hmm. is another way that we can end hunger. How does the common man, say myself, how do we get involved with this? How do we show support? Uh, can we make donations? Can we show up? If someone came to you, would you direct them to a pantry in, in town, across town, something like that? How, how, do, how do they get involved with this? How do they become a part of this? First, if somebody has time, volunteering is a great way to get involved, an easy way to give back. At the food bank, we have volunteer sessions five days a week, morning and afternoon, and they really extend our workforce. Two a day? Mm-hmm. Really? Just open to who wants to help out? Yep. Wow. It's easy to sign up online. You should have led with that. that I didn't know. I don't think yeah. anyone knows that. Yeah. We re- really rely on volunteers. They really extend our workforce by about two and a half full-time employees every week. You are in Athens, right? Newton yeah. Bridge Road, I think. That's right. It's not that far, but Jefferson is, what, 30-ish minutes from here mm-hmm. or from there? It's right down the road. Someone comes to some training. When, when is the training? Twice a day during the week. What times are those, roughly? Yeah, the mornings start at 9. The afternoons start at 1. Anyone's invited, and if you can't make it to Athens or up in Clayton, volunteer locally. We have on our website a way to find food, which means that you can locate the nearest pantry and reach out to them, see what support they need. I know our partners are always looking for volunteers. Nice, nice. What is that website? Foodbankneg.org. Foodbankneg.org. And that will take you to what Northeast Georgia is doing, correct? That's right. I'm going to give you the last word. Tell the folks what it is exactly you're doing. Wrap it all up for us. Food Bank of Northeast Georgia connects neighbors with nourishing food. We envision a community where everyone has enough food every day. Kelly, thank you so much for coming in today. My pleasure. I really do appreciate it. They're going to play my music any second. Ah, there it is. Kelly, thank you again. Hey, folks, check them out. Foodbankneg.org. All the fine work that Kelly and the folks at Food Bank of Northeast Georgia is doing. I'm Tom Sheldon. We'll talk to you soon.